Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you hear that? Listen for it. It's the sound of hearts breaking all over the world because James Middleton is married. That news and much more is all right here on episode 37 of Podcast Royal. Just wanted to do a little bit of a different (laughs) cold (laughs) open this week. My heart is a little broken, but I mean, how can it be? Because they're such a cute couple. Hi, welcome back everyone to episode 37 of Podcast Royal. For our new listeners, welcome, welcome. I am Rachel. And I am Jessica. And we're your co-hosts on this wild and wacky royal journey we're on. So how are you? And got to know what you're into this week. But first, we have dinner plans tomorrow night. So I'm super pumped about that. I know I'm excited. It's been a while since we have done dinner in person and we um, have picked out a really good restaurant in Birmingham that has been on our list to try. And listeners, if you're not familiar, Birmingham, Alabama is actually a really good food city. So if you're a foodie, um, we've got some really great restaurants here and um, we're going to go check out one of those really great restaurants tomorrow. If you need confirmation that Birmingham is a good food city, all you have to do is look at my waistline these days. It is it is not good, um, but I'm excited to see you and have some good food and we'll report back next week on how it was. So are you into anything this week? I am. Yes. So I am really into, and I'm sure you've seen these before, but the belt bag, have you, have you seen these? The belt bag. Tell me more. Okay. Um, so remember back in like the eighties and nineties when everyone had a fanny pack when we were kids, oh, yes. that was okay. me. This is basically just a fanny pack, but they've made it sound much fancier than a fanny pack. And they're calling it, it a, a lot bag. fancier than a fanny pack. When you call it a belt bag, <laughs> it's a belt bag. And basically it looks just like a fanny pack, but people are wearing them like across their chest, like kind of like how your seatbelt goes, you know, like you strap it around your chest instead of your waist. And so anyway, I got one and, um, I have to say like, it's really pretty nice. Not carrying a big, heavy purse everywhere. It fits keys, wallet, you know, all the essentials and it's perfect for running to the gym and going to the grocery store and, you know, not having something heavy on your arm the whole time. So that's what I'm into. Uh, Listeners, if you haven't tried one, check them out. They're pretty cool. Will you wear the belt bag tomorrow so I can see it? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know (laughs) if it's going to fit in with the uh, attire at the restaurant that we're going to because I don't plan on wearing uh, yoga pants to dinner. Yeah, I know. Right. I, so I've gone back to work part-time and um, I mean, I, I trust me, I, you know, this Jessica, I work more than full-time. I'm a freelance writer, but I've been working at home and um, I've go back to the office now part-time 
and I had to put on, this is probably TMI for our listeners, but I had to put on Spanx for my first day. I forgot how awful that experience is. I, and I had to put on a bra. Like oh I've been, I have been wearing, I've been braless, spanxless in yoga pants for the past, for the better part of 18 months. And I forgot how life used to be. Next, yeah. I totally, heels again. I totally know what you mean. Um, I feel like, you know, for so long, our bodies were just used to wearing those types of things and we've been in comfortable clothes for so long. Now it feels almost awkward when you get dressed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of hate that because I really love getting dressed up, but there have been a few times when I have tried to wear heels and I'm like, I am either going to trip or I'm going to get some blisters because I'm so used to wearing slip-on shoes, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, very I casual have, tennis shoes or something. Well, when we went to Cumberland Island a few weeks ago, the, the dress code at dinner was like for men, it was like, you know, it, it was a coat and tie and like a, a sport coat, but because it was so hot when we went in August, they let the men not wear coats, which I'm sure all the men appreciated, but the women had to wear dresses and, and, you know, presumably heels. And I, I had not worn heels, Jessica. And like, I'm not kidding, like a year and a half. And I hated it. I like had my shoes off most of the night. It was, I just, I'm not used to, I used to wear heels all the time to work when I worked in corporate America. And now I just don't know what to do with myself. So anyway, so no belt bag is what you're saying. We'll see. We'll see how the day goes. But. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll see it. I'll see it soon enough. So, okay. As far as what I'm watching, cause I always, I feel like I'm watching something new. I just started clickbait on Netflix over the weekend. Have you watched any of that yet? I have not, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it's been, so it's been the number one show on Netflix for at least a couple of weeks. It keeps popping up on my feed. And so I'm, I'm giving it a try. I think I'm in the middle of episode three and it's good. It's, it's kind of a thriller mystery. I keep hearing that the end is just jaw dropping, please no spoilers listeners, but um, I'll, I'm sure I'll have it finished by the time we record next week. But if you're looking for a thriller that keeps you kind of on the edge of your seat, then I would recommend. Well, I could be wrong about this, but I thought I saw somewhere that Great British Baking Show was coming back to Netflix Mm. in the next couple of weeks. And I really hope that's true because that show is my jam. (laughs) No, I've, I've never seen an episode. I know we've talked about that on here before and, and, you know, I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's my thing is when I watch shows like that, like I want to watch top chef or the great British baking show, but it just makes me hungry and I just want to eat everything. And I already do that. (laughs) I don't need, I don't need like those, but I, I, Kate loves it. And so if it's good enough for Kate, it's good enough for me, but the real Go ahead. So I, you know, I love to cook. Um, and I used to be really into baking. I don't do as much of it now, but it was a hobby of mine and I loved baking. So when I watch shows like great British baking show, um, or, or bake off, whatever they call it, um, you know, 
it's kind of fun for me because I, I know how to do a lot of that stuff where I at least know enough about the technique and kind of what goes into it. So I kind of understand what they're talking about and what they're struggling with when, you know, when they have mishaps. And so that's part of it. The other part is it's just the cutest show. I mean, like everyone Mary show. Yeah, she's not hosting anymore, but like everyone is so nice on there. The contestants, they help each other. It's not a mean competition. And I love that about it. They all just get along very well. Remember when Kate and William had Mary Berry at their house? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love to bake. So I, I am not a good cook. I have said that on the show before but I really enjoy baking. I think like I I'm better when there's like an exact sign, like cooking. I feel like the best cooking is when you improvise and kind of go off recipe a little bit and do your own thing with seasonings and spices, but baking, if you go off recipe, you're going to mess it up. And so I like it when I have like an exact list of what to do, Mm -hmm. that's when I thrive. So I, I prefer baking to cooking all day long, but that's just me. So, so the real, okay, that clickbait is cool, but the real thing that I'm into this week is the fact that her majesty had her troops play the star spangled banner at the changing of the guard on September 11th. You know, I mean, September 11th is a tough holiday for any or holiday. Um, uh, if you want to call it that a, a, a anniversary for, um, for every American, but I just, it really, like, I just, I don't know why September 11th, I mean, of course I know why, but anyway, it just really affects me. And, and the fact that she did that is she's, the queen is a true class act. So I just, you know, I know the queen's listening right now. Mm -hmm. I know this is required weekly listening for her. So thank you, your majesty. Um, That gesture means more to me and so many Americans than I can even properly express. I thought that was so classy. Uh, what did you think of that? Yeah, I absolutely love that she did that as well. It's just a really great um, show of support um, and in a really kind remembrance. Um, you know, we both remember September 11th and it is a hard anniversary every year, um, but especially this year. I, I know we were talking before we started recording. I saw a lot online um, of how different people were remembering that day and it brought me to tears to see, um, you know, some of those videos again and hear people's recounts of that day. And it's just, um, you know, just a really tough reminder of, of what happened 20 years ago. So, um, I'm glad you're into that this week that, um, that is really, uh, you know, just speaks a lot about the queen that she would choose to do that. Yeah, it says everything about her and her character. So thank you, your majesty. Okay, so royal rundown. So today, September 15th, the day this episode airs, is Harry's 37th birthday. So three cheers to the Duke of Sussex. Yes, happy, happy birthday. So I know he's also listening. So hello, everyone from the family. We love you. And we just love talking about you. (laughs) Um, So on Monday, Harry hosted a virtual event along with US First Lady Jill Biden to honor the Warrior Games athletes. 
The Warrior Games were due to begin this week, but as with so many other things, were canceled because of COVID. So in honor of Harry's birthday, I'd like to share a few factoids about the Duke of Sussex, and you can chime in and let me know what you think of any of these as I go. So his birth name is actually not Harry. I think probably even the most casual royal watchers know this, but his full birth name is Henry Charles Albert David. He currently sits at sixth in line to the throne. When he was born, however, he was third in line and he was third in line for a long time until George came along and then Charlotte and then Louis. His first overseas trip with his parents was to Italy when he was just eight months old. He was a top athlete at Eton. He played polo and rugby. And during his gap year, he traveled to Australia and Lesotho. And by the way, he fell in love with the continent of Africa in 1997. His father took him there right around the time that Diana passed away. And he's had a love affair with that continent ever since. So on May 8, 2005, he entered the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst and served in the armed forces for the next 10 years. Thank you for your service, Harry. He went on his first solo royal tour in the lead up to the Diamond Jubilee in 2012. He traveled to Belize, the Bahamas, and Jamaica. I would have thought that he would have gone on a tour before that, but that was the first solo royal tour. This is fascinating to me. His nickname, which was given to him by protection officers, is Spike Wells. He even once had a Facebook account under that name. Did you know that? Yes, I did. And you know, I always wonder when royals have these fake or private, I guess, social media accounts, what they use for their profile picture. I know. Well, I think, oh my gosh, some, some listener will know this. It was in Finding Freedom. It was um, something like, oh gosh, what is that? It's dead mouse, like the, not a, not a dead mouse, but like, you know, the DJ, I, I don't know, some dead mouth. I don't know. Somebody is laughing at me right now because I'm butchering this, but it's in <laughs> Finding Freedom. But um, I like, don't you kind of wish that like, like, for example, I wish I could go back to 1994 sometimes and put all my stock in Amazon. Like, don't you wish that you could go back like 10 <laughs> years and look up Spike Wells on Facebook and befriend him? And I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, who is, who is this? Who's Rachel Birchfield? Um, it, I was living in Kansas then, but I mean, like, or like I would creep on his profile or his fake Instagram. <laughs> So uh, finally, his mother, Diana, called him My Little Spencer because of his red hair and all of the Spencer children, which is Spencer is Diana's middle name, in case you didn't know that, all of the Spencer children had red hair as children. So there's a little bit about Harry. Anything that you know about Harry that you want to add to the fun factoid pile? Hmm. Off the top of my head, I know that I can pull a random fact, but I think I knew all of those. Um, it's always fun you to get You're a royal podcast host. You're a royal <laughs> podcast host. You're the expert. Actually, I take that back. I don't know that I knew Diana referred to him as my little Spencer. I, I did know about the Spencers having red hair, but I'm not sure that I knew that last one. Yep. You know, honestly, I tried to find fun facts that people didn't know about Harry, but I, he's a pretty open book. So everybody kind of knows 
every I mean and we're definitely going to know everything we need to know about him when his memoir comes out next year so <laughs> that will be an open book <laughs> yeah exactly so happy birthday Harry from podcast royal so over the weekend Mr. James Middleton got married James of course is Kate's younger brother only brother actually and he wed Elise which I'm going to butcher this name I'm sorry Elise Thevenet do you have a better way to pronounce that than I do I should have done better research on Elise Thevenet we'll just go with that on Saturday in southeastern France a full two years after proposing in September 2019 they originally like so many others planned to get married last year last May and 2020 to be specific, but the pandemic delayed the wedding and James took to Instagram writing quote, yesterday I married the love of my life surrounded by family, friends, and of course a few dogs in the beautiful village of Borms Les Mimosas, which all I care about in that sentence is the word mimosas. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, words cannot describe how happy I am, end quote. So this is totally adorable. It was actually James' dog, Ella, who introduced him to his future wife, though he did not know that at the time. He approached her, Ella, the dog, approached her at the South Kensington Club in the summer of 2018 when they were both there having meetings, and the rest is history. Is that not so cute? Literally, James's dog introduced them. Yeah, that's like uh, romantic comedy stuff. Yeah, that's stuff that only happens in <laughs> movies. Like that doesn't happen in real life. So William and Kate were confirmed to be in attendance, but um, the officiant who confirmed this very, said they very much did not want the event to be about them. We did learn via the officiant that Kate was wearing a long light green dress. So I am so happy for this couple. They are adorable. What are, I know you are too, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I know. Um, I was really happy to see that they finally got married as well. I feel like they look like a great match. They just look like they yeah. go together and, and they do look genuinely happy. Um, I will say I totally understand the Cambridges wanting to kind of go under the radar at that wedding. I mean, it was a private Middleton event and they did not want to steal the show. And I totally respect that. Um, but I really want to see this light green dress. Mm -hmm. I, do too. <laughs> um, I have been thinking about that, wondering what it looks like. And I also read that William wore a beige and off-white suit to the Ooh. wedding. So I'm sure they looked absolutely stunning. I wish I could just see a little snapshot of her outfit. Maybe in time, maybe James will do us a favor and release a family <laughs> photo on Instagram. Cause I would, I would love to see William in white. Um, today, I, um, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I also read that, um, James and his new wife have six dogs between the two of them. That doesn't surprise me at all because you know that James is just diehard dog mm -hmm. lover. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I love most about him. Um, and so William, by the way, today, did you see this? Well, Harry was in a tux last week for the British GQ awards. I saw William in a tux today. Today's Tuesday, September 14th. And he looked very dashing. So I love it when men wear tuxes. I mean, talking about like not dressing up, like I would just, you know, go for a man in a button down right now, let alone a tux. <laughs> like no one, no one dresses up anymore. And I, I say that very much calling myself to the carpet as per our previous conversation. So 
Um, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Middleton. That's kind of weird to call anybody other than Michael and Carol that, but happy, uh, happy cheers and all the things to the new Mr. and Mrs. Middleton. So, okay, total pivot into news that I hate reporting on. We, um, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just ready for some movement to happen in this case. And because it, it just feels like we are just dancing around, but I, I feel like we're going to get movement this week. So Andrew, we learned this week that Andrew was served papers for the lawsuit that was filed by Virginia Roberts Jeffrey last month in August, but that he does not apparently find the way he was served the papers as legitimate. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, if you have the papers, <laughs> you've been served, like that's about okay. it. Um this is this is important because if the papers were found to be served legitimately, Andrew has to respond to the filing by this Friday, September 17th. So there was a hearing on Monday, uh, which was yesterday. I don't really know what came of it. I've been scouring for it. I don't know if you know anything, but all I know is that his his lawyers are saying that they were not served legitimately. I mean, when has when like that's not the point like the pay like they they if you have the papers then you've been served legitimately I mean that's like we've seen in movies how you know people just will go to any measures to get the papers served um do you have any thoughts on this I think we'll have a lot more to say about this next week I mean I'm sure there are some nuances there with serving papers but this is starting to look even worse you know it is just sorting it's starting to look like he's trying to avoid it at all costs which starts to bring into question um you know what all you know he may be trying yeah. to avoid and at some point it's like all right you know you've got you've got to deal with it you've got to handle it um yeah the right way and the longer they try to skirt around it the more questions I think it calls into to place yeah I mean if you have nothing to hide and if you're innocent then why why not be served the papers and go to court and tell the truth and you know be done with it I mean if, if the the constant hiding and evading it only makes to me looks make someone look guilty um, and, you know, just face it. I mean, he's going to have to face this at some point. This is not going to go away. This is not going to magically disappear. No one has that authority to make this disappear. And so he's just going to have to face it. And he might as well just, you know, come to terms with it and just, own, just own it, go do what you need to do. And, uh, let the, let the justice system work is what I say. So any other thoughts on that? No, just, uh, you know, back to what we said last time. We'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be something that we're talking about in little tiny chunks for like weeks and weeks and weeks. But we'll see what happens after Friday. We should have a clearer picture next week. So after summer break, William is back at work honoring emergency services day last Thursday in South London to he went to see first responders and he led tributes to those working and volunteering in emergency services of course William is a veteran of emergency services himself having worked in the RAF search and rescue force and then later as an air ambulance pilot and much to my delight we are expected to see Kate for the first time since July 11th today which is Wednesday September 15th 
Finally, I've been missing Kate so much. She is expected to visit an Air Force base today to thank servicemen and women who helped in the evacuation of thousands from Afghanistan last month. I cannot wait to see her. People were starting to get all kinds of theories about where is Kate. <laughs> I know. Because, I mean, that is a long summer break. Normally, she is seen at least, you know, a couple, like at least once or twice by now. This is this is a pretty long break. So people were getting theories. Articles were starting to come out. Where is Kate? But the way the, the, the great Kate wait is over as of well, You know, I think this is just a little bit different year. The kids are older. So, you know, they've got all of the busyness of going back to school. Um, You also had her brother getting married and she was involved in in some of those plans. And I feel like maybe they just said, you know, and, and also if they're looking at houses, I mean, who knows, she could be busy with that too. And they probably just said, Hey, let's push your summer break out to after your brother's wedding. Um, and, and hopefully that's all it was. Yeah, I think probably uh, James's wedding was the icing on the summer cake. And now that that's passed, she's back to work. So I think so. And I'm excited to see her. Me too. I can't wait to see what she wears. And as usual, it was much ado about nothing. She's fine, everybody. So um, can't wait to see her. Well, it's it's weird because we haven't seen her yet. But by the time this episode comes out, she'll probably been seen. So anyway, the joys of of recording a, a day early. So We briefly touched on this in the last episode, but we've got more details about the BBC documentary, Prince Philip, The Royal Family Remembers. The first trailer has been released. So we heard from William who said, quote, he's always been a huge presence behind everything we've done, really. Harry is in the documentary saying, quote, what you see is what you got with my grandfather. He was uh, unapologetically him. And Zara Tyndall says, quote, you never really prepare yourself for losing him because he was always there. And finally, at the end of the trailer, Charles, quote, we were lucky to have him for nearly 100 years. So according to Town and Country, more than a dozen members of the royal family will speak to Philip's legacy, but Kate and Meghan will not be among them. It is set to air at 9 p.m. on September 22nd in the UK, and we don't have word yet on when it will be shown here in the States. So we've, we will keep track on that because I want to see it. So we'll let you know when we find out when it's going to air in the States. Maybe we can watch it on BritBox or something. Oh yeah, I'm sure we can. Yeah. So um, that's what I got. So any other word from you on the Royal Rundown? Yeah, I'm going to round this segment out with a little um, update on some Royals around the world as we like to do on occasion. Oh, I love royals around the world. <laughs> Last week, I think we mentioned uh, Princess Charlene. We reminded listeners that she had been staying in South Africa, um, recovering from, I think, some ENT surgery complications or, or something that she had a while back. We don't really have a lot of detail on that, but as far as I know, she's still in South Africa. However, Over the weekend, her twins, um, it's Prince Jacques and Princess Gabriella. They are six years old. They actually went to Monaco's annual dog show um, and they went with their Aunt Caroline. Um, I, I loved seeing the photos from this event because Princess Gabriella had the cutest little Westie dog in her lap. And you have a Westie. You don't know. Yes, I have a Westie. 
I am a Westie lover. Um, so that was really fun to see. Um, but another little update, Gabriella was in a wheelchair and she had a pink little brace cast on her leg. Oh, no. um, a source did say that she fell when she was playing and it was just a sprain. Um, but she and her brother started school earlier in the week and they were out at the dog show, unfortunately, without their mom, but they were there with their aunt. And I think everyone was having a good time. Man, what's going on with the royal family of Monaco right now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad they were they were able to get out with their aunt, but um, hopefully, hopefully, Princess Charlene will will be back home soon. Oh my gosh! You know what I just realized as I said that today, September 14th, the day we're recording this, is the anniversary of Princess Grace of Monaco's passing in a car accident. Oh yeah. my gosh! I just got chills. Oh, wow, wow. Mm. What is going on with the, I just, gosh, I come back to Monaco, Charlene, or don't, if you're not happy there, but just, I mean, my goodness, it's a saga. Yeah. Well, that wraps up everything that, um, I had to contribute on our rules around the world. I didn't see a whole lot going on otherwise. I didn't either this week, which is weird. Yeah. So um, we'll go ahead and hop into, I I don't know if you want to call this a segment, but I thought, you know, the Royals are getting back to work this fall. We may have some new listeners tuning in and we may have some listeners in the U.S. um, who maybe are new followers to the Royal family and may not know a whole lot about the work that they do. So there's a little feature article on the Royal UK website talking about the role, the role of the Royal family. Um, and I thought I would just recap that for everyone, just to share a few little reminders about all the work that they do and in the role that they really serve. So um, their, their role in the UK um, is really to work and carry out um attendance to events on behalf of the queen. So Queen Elizabeth's um, close family are the ones that actually undertake official duties. So that includes her children, her grandchildren, and her cousins um, and their spouses. Um, So generally, Queen Elizabeth, you know, would have so many events to attend across the year. And as one person, she simply cannot go to everything. So rather than decline her attendance at all of these events, she sends her family members on her behalf to represent. Um, So several of them serve in these types of roles. Um, Another little fact here is they also when they are in attendance at events hosted by the palace. So, you know, when they do parties and receptions and things like that, um, they attend to help welcome guests and make sure guests feel comfortable at the party. And and they're there because again, the queen cannot go around and greet every person on her own. Um, So a few numbers about all of the engagements that they carry on throughout the year. Um, The royal family members attend 2,000 official engagements each year. Um, So they have carried out at least that many every single year. Um, 3,000 organizations have a royal family member listed as either patron or president. They entertain 70,000 people every year at various dinners, lunches, receptions, and parties at royal residences. Um, And 
they receive and reply to 100,000 letters every single year. And I feel like they reply to everyone that writes them. Cause if you write to them, they're going to write you back. Right. Yeah. They're very good about that. And you think about that, that's a lot of work and the queen does have a large family, but I mean, it's not, it's not that huge given, you know, 2000 different events throughout the year that that family members have to attend and represent um, her majesty. Mm -hmm. And so what else do they do? They are also members of um, charities that they actually start themselves. There's a number of charities members of the family have started. They support the armed forces. Uh, They regularly visit soldiers, sailors, airmen, um, and they have very close relationships with the UK military. They also play an important role in fostering national unity. So you'll see them participate in local events like um, grand openings for new buildings or other types of celebrations around the UK. And they make sure that they are there to attend those and celebrate with the locals. Um, So that's just a brief recap of everything that they do. If you are new here or you're a new follower of the royal family and you kind of wonder what their purpose is here in the U.S., we don't have anything quite like that. Um, It's very unique. And I think carrying out those roles and having those relationships really helps keep um, their likability high and um, keeps them in good standing and the the UK um, residents really respect the royals and what they do, um, especially, especially Her Majesty. So hopefully that was educational and just very. a fun little, little recap for our listeners. Very, 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 very good. And by the way, we don't have a royal family in the States, but we are building our own team of royals. We've got, remember, we've got Swedish royals, British royals, <laughs> Japanese royals, Norwegian royals. So we're just kind of a smorgasbord of like building our own dream team of royals. Over here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's so good to be back with you and with our listeners. We love y'all. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at podcast Royal email us at hello podcast Royal at gmail.com and follow us, rate us, review us all the things. Thank you for tuning into episode 37 of Podcast Royal. I have a feeling that uh, episode 38 is going to have some things going down with Andrew. We'll have seen Kate again. So definitely tune in next week to see what all we have in store. So we'll be back in action next week. Absolutely. All right, my friends, have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.